Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast, where we talk to people who matter about the things that matter in the world of financial services. I'm Brandon Russell, online writer here at IFA Magazine, and joining me on the podcast this week is our editor, Sue Whitbread. Hi, everyone, and thanks, as Brandon said, for joining us on this week's IFA Talk podcast. And it's about a piece of research which came across Brandon and my desks recently, which we thought was really interesting. It's, it's called the Home Wealth Research Report, and it's carried out by Knuckle in partnership with FNZ, with the actual research done by the Landcat. Anyway, the bit you need to know about is that it was gauging advisors' views on how housing wealth is being handled as part of the financial planning process. And to my mind, anyway, with so many clients now having a significant part of their wealth tied up in property, it's a situation where I thought more openness and engagement and discussion on this would really help, especially with the new consumer duty in effect now. So that's why we're really pleased today to welcome Roland White. Roland is the founder and CEO of Knuckle, and he's got a really deep understanding of the topic, which I'm sure will be a really useful discussion, both the situation and also reports that has been carried out. So Roland, hello. Thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Can I ask you just to say hello, first of all, to our listeners and maybe tell them a bit about you and a bit about the business? It's it's an interesting name. Can you maybe put some light onto that one as well? Yes, of course. Hello hello to to everybody and really excited to be here today. Thank you to Sue and Brandon as well for for inviting me. Um, it's a great excuse to talk about my three favourite topics, wealth, property and, and tech. So um, so I'm Ronan White, CEO and founder of Knockle, Knockle Property. Um, amongst other things, what, what Knockle does is it integrates property or property wealth into financial planning, effectively treating property as an asset class. Um, we're, we're extremely lucky to have FNZ as our strategic partner uh, and we're working in lots of lots and lots of exciting innovation um, which I guess if we have time, we can come come back to. But maybe just a bit of background on myself. So prior to Knuckle, I trained as a as as a chartered accountant. So apologies to everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, I helped set up uh, HSPC's uh, Global Asset Wealth Man- Management uh, Advisory Business, and uh, moved to FNZ as head of strategy. Um, I've been in financial services for most of my career, which means I've I've lived in a world of of, of spreadsheets and numbers. Um, but I've also got a passion for property um, and I've done a few things in the space, ranging from you know, just simply buying buying the family home, investing in buy-to-lets and, and actually converting a, a, a property into a, into a hotel. I mean, property has always been a bit of a counterbalance for me. It's, it's, it's an escape from the numbers and the spreadsheets. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the only assets that, that we can we can see, which is you know some, something that helps bring you know what, what is what is typically a, a financial dis- discussion into something that you know is real for all of us. Uh, and and on your question, what why why knuckle? Um, well, I mean, it, it took us uh, took us a, a, a good few weeks of of, uh, of of deliberating, but we wanted to, to to choose a name that was you know represented something that we're 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 doing, which is you know, really helping people unlock the potential within within property. And, and Knockle is is Norwegian for keel to un, un, unlock. Um, you know, we have right. international 
um, overseas ambitions. So you know, knuckle. We, we just landed on knuckle one day, and uh, and it's and it's stuck. That now makes perfect sense. So thank you. Yeah, definitely. So, Roland, it's great to have you on the podcast today. So as you mentioned, we were really interested in the research. So I'd like to start by asking you what you think the findings of the report tell us about advisors' attitudes to property wealth. Yes, of of, of course, of course. Maybe just before we get into that, um, a bit of background to the research, if I, if, if, if I may. Um, I, I just think, you know, sort of giving that backdrop might just help help the help the listeners understand, you know, what why we ended up with the conclusions that that, that we reached. So um, as as uh, as Sue mentioned, we conducted the research with Athens and Lancats. There were really four pillars to the logic. So number one was holistic wealth. Number two was scale. Number three was planning. And number four was connectivity. So maybe if I take each of those in turn. So holistic wealth, you know, our thesis is that you can give better advice if you have visibility over a client's holistic wealth, including property. Um, you know, typically either someone's largest or second largest um, assets. The second was scale. So after pensions, again, just as, as I mentioned, properties, you know, typically the next largest assets. Um, it's a big asset and, and probably, you know, prob- probably one of one of the biggest spends we'll, we'll ever make as a, as a consumer. Um, planning. Um, well, properties, are, it's not just a, a, a number. It's, it's an emotive asset. Um, and one that often defines our, our lifetime goals and, and, and fourth connectivity. Um, so property plays a role across, you know, the entire financial services ecosystem. It's not it's not just about um, you know, retirement or, or pensions. It's actually about, you know, a whole bunch of financial solutions that that, that are often directly or indirectly linked to, um, uh, to, to, to financial services, say mortgages, protection, savings, insurance. Um, you know, often give the example if if you know when someone's bought the house, you know that's normally the the date at which they renewed their insurance. All of these things, you know, centre around the the, the house. Um, and we asked advisors a bunch of questions, but the I guess the two key ones were, um, you know, first of all, whether property wealth should be considered when giving financial planning advice, and then the second one was to to what extent should property be considered in in funding retirement. And the answers were to, to the to the first question, 90, 93% of financial advisors believe property wealth should be incorporated into financial planning, you know, p- particularly in retirement. And then the answer to the second question was roughly 80% recognize that home equity is, is a viable solution in, in, in retirement. So, you know, that all felt pretty logical to us. Um, I guess the, the 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 challenge that you know the broader financial services industry has is that um, you know, financial planning and property lending, you know, today they exist as separate industries, uh, and we saw that from the from the statistics. I guess the one that that, that jumped out was you know, only twenty two percent of advisors um, provide property lending solutions. Um, I, I guess you know the, the the findings are not really meant to suggest that we you know attempt to convert financial advisors into to mortgage brokers or vice vice versa, but they do highlight a need to to better equip financial advisors with with property information and tools that you know ultimately support better consumer outcomes, and that that was really the summary in a in a, in a nutshell. Well, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it really has become so much more of an issue over particularly the past few years with house inflation being so dramatic especially with the likes of some of the products equity release having something of a checkered past people's attitudes have been a little bit swayed one way haven't they wrongly in many cases 
uh, the challenge there is e equity release has typically been sold through um, a distribution channel that focuses on that as a product, whereas you know there's a real opportunity here for you know the financial advice community to to better understand equity release as an option, not necessarily to to make a sale of an equity release product, but you know how does how does that compare to um, to, to other solutions out there, and I think there's a there's a real opportunity for education and and to equip the, the you know the financial advice industry and network to to better understand you know what 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 an individual what their clients options are so that they can make um, you know the best decisions. This is all about making the best decisions and, and supporting that. Mm, so that's an interesting one. Just so looking ahead, then as you just alluded to there. What do you think the impact of the findings of the report are actually going to be on the nature of financial planning advice in future? Are we are we already seeing some changes? What's the situation? Yeah, that's a it's a re really really good question. I, I guess you know that the the fund the findings, I think in my in my view don't really come as any great surprise. Um, it felt a you know a little bit like watching a, a football match replay when you you already know who's won. Um, but and as you, as you'd alluded to, the stats are pretty well understood. For example, you know the UK private pensions market is what six point five trillion um, versus property, you know, marginally behind at five and a half trillion. You know, the retirement income gap is is around fifty billion per, per annum, and retirees today have something like four hundred billion. Of, of net worth invested in buy to let. So it, it doesn't doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that property needs to play a role somehow. Um, you know, combine that with the tightening grip of consumer duty, um, as you've alluded to a little, little bit earlier, and a need to demonstrate, you know, best advice and and, and value add. You know, all of these things are, are are coming together. And, you know, again, it comes back to you know, how how do you equip the the, the advisor to to support their clients in making the, uh, the, the 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 best decision? I mean, the, the the interesting part was out of the research and some of the discussions we we had work with examples where property plays a role. Maybe if I give an example or a couple of examples. So oh, for for a client, um, you know, thinking about their their retirements, um, you know, they they hadn't saved enough. Um, but they were sat on a, on a bunch of buy-to-let properties. They hadn't really thought about, you know, how you bring together, um, you know, sort of their existing savings and and, and pension along with buy-to-let properties. You know, what's the right strategy for, for for them? Another one was, you know, downsizing a client, deliberating whether they stay in their home or they downsize to address, you know, sort of a, a gap in their in their retirement funding. Um, and and another was in estate planning. Again, a client wanting to 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 really think about, you know, what's what how how does intergenerational transfer work? You know, in, including including property, mm -hmm. and you can you, you can only really have that conversation, I think, if if you've got a view on um, someone's holistic assets, and you know, property mm -hmm. is 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 obviously obviously part of that. Um, so so I guess to, to to try and answer your question, the the the, the findings effectively confirmed what we already knew, and and I'm not sure alone they'll change the advice industry i think the real question is how you achieve the better consumer outcomes and in my view that's that's really about how we capture and how we present the information you know seeing all of your clients assets in a single place has to be beneficial 
you know, effectively a balance sheet or a net worth statement, yes. and then using the space information to help clients make the right decisions. I guess some of this will happen on its own, um, you know, particularly particularly given the consumer duty headwinds. Um, though I, I personally think technology has a has a huge huge role to play in supporting this, uh, you know, and this was the reason we set up Knuckle. Uh, you can see the chartered accountant in you there, Roman, <laughs> the balance sheet view. I like it. The one no thing escape. that struck me there with the, with those points, all very valid points that you said, is there's also a lifestyle impact for consumers, for clients too, isn't there? Because a lot of the questions they ask is, when can I retire? You know, they, they keep working and working and working. They don't know how long they need to work for. Whereas using some of the, the, the income, the equity that's built up in the property has a, an impact on, on their life too. Like, okay, you may be able to finish it. You may be able to go part-time, all of those it's a it's a big old big old series of questions. Interesting. Yeah, and, and you know, the, again, there's a there's a real opportunity. Again, not this is not about you know selling an equity release product. It's it's about you know bringing bringing into focus all of the um, the options that a client has, and and you know the equity release has has to be one of them. Um, it may may not be the one that's chosen, but but you know bringing that into the you know into the range of options feels like a very logical thing to do. You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available. And follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. Unfortunately, Roland, we are coming towards the end of today's conversation. To finish, though, in your opinion, what are the main opportunities which you see for an advisor who's looking to better serve their clients when it comes to their property wealth? Yeah, good good, good question. So... Maybe I'll I'll try and answer that with just some some observations. So I guess the the first one is that you know, property plays a really important role in our in our life goals. Um, you know that, but that ranges from moving into your first house, buying a larger one to a, to accommodate a growing family, maybe onto downsizing for something that's more manageable, and and eventually handing over to um you know to to your kids as as part of an estate obviously a very delicate topic but um you you can you can see throughout the life cycle that that you know sort of property plays a a really important role in in you know defining what we want to achieve with you know with with our lives it's also one of the biggest purchases we'll ever make um that we only really think about it when we buy or sell um so understanding more about a client's plan should should help ultimately improve the quality of, a, of, of the advice that's given. Um, and then property-related property, property related changes can also trigger advice needs. Some clients may not have thought about this. There's an opportunity to, to make use of property as, as, uh, as your eyes and ears. Um, for example, cash flow. So how about a client that's coming off a five-year fixed rate at 2% and is now facing something closer to 5 or 6%? So that's triple the cost. That's going to have an impact on, on a client's cash flow and what they can do and what, you know, ultimately, you know, there's some some decisions and choices to be made there. Or, or you know, a client selling a buy to property, how, you know, what should they do with those funds? Should they invest? Um, how does that feature in your in, in, in your financial planning? Um, maybe you're buying a larger house, how are you going to fund that? What additional protection will you need? Or, or even through to selling the family home to fund retirement, maybe that's not necessary. Um, perhaps an equity release solution could 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 fit in place there instead. Again, it sort of comes down to understanding what your options are. 
Um, I guess so far we've been talking mostly about property, but this is this is just a single component in my view. The, the real benefit comes when you join this together with other other components. For example, helping a client understand their, their full retirement options, um, which may include unlocking some property wealth to meet their retirement lifestyle needs. Um, and, and this is something I, I mentioned earlier in terms of innovation. This is something we're working very closely with FNZ on, so more, more to come. Um, but really, the, the the real value comes from seeing all of your assets in a single place. So, you know, your clients can decide what they want to do them with with a financial advisor supports. This is just really understanding what your options are. There's a role for technology there too, isn't there, Roland? Which you quite clearly alluded to in that question that you you answered with Brandon. Yeah, I, I, abs absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, I'm clearly biased given given my backgrounds, but I, I, do, I do think technology has a, a really important role to play. Um, not not to try and solve problems in isolation. I think if you, you know, if you try and lead with technology as the answer, I think you'll get to the wrong place. But as a facilitator, as a way to empower advisors to help their clients make the best decisions. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think I think that's that has to be the the objective for anybody who's in the industry is is how how can you make technology work better for you to 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 deliver better consumer outcomes. Um, and and that's you know that's we're having a lot of fun at Knuckle and 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 doing you know what we think is the the right thing and you know technology is is the backbone to 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 what we're what we're delivering. So you know exciting times and. Um, hopefully next time we speak, then, you know, I can give you an update on where we've got to. Ah, that sounds very good. And yes, we'll definitely be up for that. Roland, thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. It's it's a really interesting topic and a really important one as well. And I think if you've done anything today, it's just to engage people's thought processes with it at a different level to perhaps where they were previously. So talking of our listeners, thank you all as well for listening in today. We always appreciate it when you when you tune in to the podcast. And I would recommend that you have a look at the report for yourself. We'll give the link in the show notes so that you've got access to that. Uh, but again, thank you from us. Hope you found it interesting and hopefully you'll join us again next week. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research, and whatever necessary, legal advice, should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.